Do we have it? First Timothy three fifteen and sixteen. But if I delay, I write that you may know how one ought to conduct himself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and base of the truth. And confessingly, great is the mystery of godliness. He who was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the nations, Amen. Oh, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord for this opportunity to come to his word. And we want to touch uh, this message we just received uh, some weeks ago in the ITERO, in the International Training for Responsible Brothers and Elders. And this is message five that uh, his its subject is how to conduct ourselves in the house of God, ex exercising ourselves unto godliness. So the general subject of the, the, the whole training is living and serving according to God's economy concerning the church. So this is very important that we receive this revelation that we need to live and serve the Lord, but according to God's economy. Amen. For that, we need the revelation of the God's economy. And God's economy is very related to the church. So may the Lord uh, speak to us tonight through the sharing. So, and for that, we need to exercise our spirit Amen. not only i need to exercise my spirit to speak right but also uh, we all need to exercise our spirit to hear Amen. so uh, the brothers share that these two words are very important living and serving living is related of our person what we are right we, we live according what of what we are, right? And from that comes our serving of our service to the Lord. So our living should be according to God's economy. Our daily living, since we get up up in the morning, we need to be under God's dispensing. Uh, the economy of God is the dispensing of God, of the triune God, into men. So right away, we need to enjoy this dispensing. When we come to the Word, well, before that, it's very um, helpful that we start calling on the name of the Lord. Amen. Lord Jesus. Because many times when we get up, just uh, right away, many thoughts came into us to distract us, many things that we need to do that day, right? So we're in a fight 
with those thoughts and our desires to, to, to come to the Lord first, right? So it helps a lot to call on the name of the Lord, Lord Jesus. So, And right away, we need to come to the Word of God. Yes? And uh, this um, tool, the, our morning revival, is very helpful to right away come to the Word of God and start praying with the Word of God. So at that time, we began our day receiving God's dispensing. So this is going to have a result. The rest of the day will be very easy to live under this dispensing. Enjoying the Lord, enjoying what we just received in the morning by praying and reading. We uh, can uh, make short prayers about it. Even it's very helpful to memorize the verses of that day, right? To have it this little piece of paper that is in the Monterey Revival. So you can try to memorize. And then you can speak to others, right? The Word of God. To your wife, to the saints you may uh, see, or the people in your daily living. So this is concerning our living. And from that, we, uh, it's very easy to serve God, to serve the Lord according to God's economy. You know, for God, it's most important the person than the things this person can, may do, right? Because if we are the right person before the Lord, our service is going to be right before the Lord. So may the Lord uh, lead us to um, have such a living, enjoying the Lord every day, enjoying His divine dispensing. And also we need to have this revelation concerning the church, right? We live um, for the... For, our living should be very related to the church. So when we enjoy the Lord, enjoy Christ in our, in our daily living, in a personal way, when we meet together as the church, the riches of Christ is going to be exhibited, right? So may this revolutionize sorry, our concept, right? Of, of, of the church life included. So we come to again to this message, message number five. And there is the need that um, know how to conduct ourselves in the house of God. You know, the church is the house of God. So we need to know how to conduct ourselves. We don't, we, we don't need to be, uh, to presume that we know, right? So we need to be open to the Lord to receive more light. And mainly we need to know that we need to be very exercised, right? In our spirit, we need to exercise ourselves unto godliness. Amen. So... We, wanna, we are going to see what is godliness, 
right? Amen. So, Roman number one says, I write that you may know how, how one ought to conduct himself in the, in the house of God. This is 1 Timothy 3, 15. A, what Paul ministered to Timothy was entirely concerning how to conduct himself in the church. So in these verses we may see or we can see that Paul gave some instructions to Timothy. He was in the church in Ephesus. So Paul knew that there was a situation there in the church. So he charged Timothy in order that he may, he may know how to conduct himself in, in that situation that the church uh, was. Some people start to teaching, teaching different things apart from the God's economy, right? So this situation start to cause the saints to be distracted from God's economy, distracted from, from Christ himself. So one main point for us, for not being distracted for other things, is to exercise our spirit continually. Amen. B, let it be, the way to conduct ourselves in the church is by becoming one who loves the word, the word of God. Amen. Amen. This is a very important aspect. We need to be those who loves the word of God. And in these verses, it says, especially in John 6, 63, that the spirit is the one who gives life, right? And the word of the Lord our spirit and our life. Okay. And in verse 68 says that only the Lord have words of eternal life. So we need to enjoy the word of God. We need to love to spend time in the word, reading the Bible, studying, not only to get the subjective truth, right? Not only to gain some doctrines or some teachings, because the doctrines and teachings cannot help us. They are necessary at the beginning, right. right? We need them, but we need to advance. So those teachings, maybe those objective truths, need to become subjective to us Amen. through a process. Amen. We need to begin um, exercising our spirit to pray, read the Word of God. Amen. Not only reading in our mind, not, not only understanding maybe the, the meaning of the Word, but only in, in our minds. We need to exercise our spirit. We need our mind to be Subject to our spirit. We need to, our mind set in our spirit when we come to the world. So in that way, those words um, will be to us um, light, right? 
these words may enliven us, start to dispense some life into us. So we gain this, um, this word, this truth, and then the Lord is going to um, allow many things to happen in our surrounding, in, 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 in our atmosphere, right? In our environment that helps that word, that word that we just grasp in, in, in the Bible to become very real to us, very subjective, yes. So in this way, when we have this process happening in, into us again and again, that word of God is going to be for us life, Amen. spirit and life. Amen. And it's going to supply us whenever, uh, wherever, whenever we need it, right? Whenever we need that supply. So we need to be those people who love Loves the word of God. Let us see. Respecting the, respecting the headship of Christ and bearing the truth are two governing principles that we must follow in order to know how to conduct ourselves in the church life. So Colossians 2, 19 and Ephesians 4, uh, 15 uh, charge us that, that we need to hold Christ as our head, and we need to hold the truth, right? In this matter of respecting the headship of Christ, um, we need to allow him to be the head, right? First in us, in our personal, in our daily living, in our personal decisions, we need to recognize that we have a head. Amen. We are not the head. The Lord is the head. Amen. So we need to pray a lot to ask him about so many things. Not only big things, but also small things. And also um, when some saints ask us about some problems, about some decisions, in that, we also need to respect the headship of Christ. We, we, we don't have the right to say, to say, uh, to give direction to the people, right? To say it, what to do or not what to do, because we are not the head of them, right? Christ is the head of the saints. So we just need in fellowship, to help the saints or help people to touch God, to touch the Lord by having personal uh, fellowship with Him. So in that way, we are respecting the headship of Christ. This is very important on how to, um, to know how to conduct ourselves in the house of God. And also, we need to hold the truth, right? We need to bear, bear the truth. So, as I said before, we need to be constituted with the truth. For that, it takes time. We need to spend time daily 
to come to the truth and enjoy the Lord in the truth. So it's going to help us when problems came, right? Uh, many times, um, well, when we are um, new in the church life, we just came and enjoy a lot the meetings, the shepherding of the saints. But with the years, we become those saints who need to help others, right? To enjoy, to enjoy the Lord, to help them to enjoy the Lord, to help them to enjoy the church life. So for that, we need to grow in life. And the way we grow in life is by bearing the truth. The truth is going to supply us the life of God, the rich, the riches of Christ. So we start to grow in life. And at that point, we just start to realize that there is a fight, right? There is a war going on in the invisible realm, right? So many things are trying to distract the saints from, from enjoying Christ. Yes? So this is the way we can help the church by, um, no, for not allowing those things to enter into the church life, right? By bearing the truth. So we need to be saints who are very related to the truth. Amen. Letter D. In order to properly conduct ourselves in the house of God, the church, we need to take care, take care of the healthy teaching. So this healthy teaching is, is the teaching of God's economy. Praise the Lord that in his recovery, we have the healthy teaching. Amen. When we come to the word of God, and use the recovery version with the notes, the life study, Amen. the books of the ministry, we get the, the right interpretation of the word. Amen. So as a result, we receive this healthy teaching that lead us to know the Lord and to love you and to love the Lord more, Amen. right? So any teaching that lead us to not to love the Lord more is not a healthy teaching. Even though it's very good externally, uh, even though uh, it promises to do better, right? But it, if a teaching do not give you light, right? Or give us, um, or lead us to pray, Lord, uh, Make your home in my in my heart more, right? I want to love you more, so we don't we we don't need to follow that teaching. Praise the Lord! And in this point, I'm very thankful to the Lord that we are in His recovery. As I said, you know, um, concerning the God's economy, I I I was thinking that. We, brothers and sisters, we are a very important people on earth. We are very, very important. Because, because 
not that much people on earth know, uh, know about God's economy. Amen. I was considering, like, me and my wife, um, brother Paul and brother, uh, Sister Esther, we right now are living in Mexico City, a very huge city. Like 10 million people live there. And only in the church in Mexico City, we are meeting around 700 saints. So compares to the, the total population of that city and those 700, it's very, very few people, right? That knows God's economy. And actually, maybe from those 700, I don't know if those have 700 knows uh, clearly God's economy, right? So we need to um, open our hearts to the Lord that he may enlighten, enlighten us to, to be those who cooperate with him in carrying out his economy, but also sharing this vision of God's economy to others, right? So, uh, to have this impact, right, in people, First, we need to enjoy, enjoy all the contents of God's economy, right? Not only the dispensing of the, the life of God in every part of our, our being, but also something very crucial in God's economy is the experience of the cross, right? Experience of the death of, of Christ, experience the resurrection of Christ. So these truths will be very experiential to us, and then we can share to others these visions of God's economy. And the people is going to come little by little to the church life. And we will be those who cooperate with the Lord in uh, accomplishing His divine economy. So, brothers and sisters, you are very, very special here in Brisbane. Consider that. So may the Lord lead us all to pray Amen. and open our hearts to Him. Amen. So we may be those who can see clearly this vision, right? Amen. And then share it to others. Amen. Especially the local ones, right? This burden, if it has been sharing the few past uh, days, not only here in Brisbane, but also in Adelaide. We went there in the church. So who is going to teach these high things, right? High truths to the local ones. Here, here, the, here is the people, right? Amen. So may, uh, praise the Lord. <laughs> may the Lord uh, fill us with this healthy teaching. Amen. Amen. Little e. We must live and act in our spirit so that in the church, God can be manifested as the living God. So our, our spirit is very crucial for us to express God. And may God be manifested through the church in our daily living. Can we read uh, together... Um, uh, to Roman number, number Roman 2. Confessedly, great is the mystery. Amen.
What about if um, in this point we can read each one of us one point, um, beginning with this side, with little a? Uh, each, yes, one at a time, yes. Godliness is used nine times in 1st and 2nd Timothy. Godliness is a mystery because it is real and living, yet invisible. Amen. Amen. The full knowledge of the truth is according to godliness. Amen. Amen. The truth, the reality of God's eternal power is according to godliness, which is God manifested in man. Amen. Here we have an... Um, Definition of what is godliness. Godliness is God manifested in man. Godliness is godlikeness. Being like God, expressing God. Amen. Godliness is not merely an old matter. The word manifested in 1 Timothy 3.16 indicates that godliness is an inward life with an outward expression. Amen. As believers in Christ, we should pursue godliness. To pursue godliness is to live a daily life that manifests God. Amen. I want to read this verse in 1 Timothy 6.11. 1 Timothy 6.11. Um, I want to read two verses before. 9-10. But those who intend to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and many foolish and harmful desires, which plunge men into destruction and ruin. For the love of money is a root of all evils, because of which some, aspiring after money, have been led away from the faith and pierced themselves through may with through through mean with many pains. But you, O men of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and meekness. So we need to flee this. Things. It, it is very interesting that um, those verses before talks about loving money, right? And you, you can see right now the current situation. People is just after money, right? And that situation is... Uh, it may something that can affect some saints, right, in the church. May affect us, right? The anxiety of life, right, to 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 obtain the supply to, to the the daily supply. So we may uh, be um, just deviate, right, from loving the Lord and seeking more of the Lord. So we need to be aware. So something that can uh, save us is flee these things, right? We are the men of God. 
And we need to pursue righteousness and also godliness. So, godliness is, uh, pursue godliness is to live a daily life that manifests God. So, you enjoy, we enjoy the Lord, allow Him to fill us completely, our mind, our emotions, our will, so we can express Him. So, we are saving from loving money, Amen. right? Little H, brother. In order for God to be manifested in the flesh, godliness needs to be expressed in our whole living. Amen. God's economy is God coming into us. Amen. And godliness is God going out of us. Amen. This is very precious. Right. God coming into us, and godliness is God going out of us. Amen. Amen. and sisters by enjoying the Lord we personally we can express the Lord in a corporate way in through in the church so God may be manifested in the flesh that is the mystery of godliness amen bro Paul is going to continue this message amen living and serving according to God's economy concerning the church. So the general subject is about the church. Uh, however, the description of godliness is a life. Right? A life. That starts with ourselves individually. Then ending up with the church corporately. We cannot have a church life just in the meetings, but we have to have a life of godliness. So one of these points is that the godliness is the expression of God, the bottom of the page. The Christian life should be a life 
that expresses God and bears God's likeness in all things. So this whole point of point two is talking about godliness is our daily life. Right? Point number four on the next page is that our church life, our daily life, and our family life are simply God coming in and God going out all day. How many hours do we meet in the church? You have a Tuesday prayer meeting, one and a half hours. You have a group meeting, maybe Thursday or Friday. Then you have a Lord's Day meeting for two hours or two and a half hours. Only about three meetings. But this thing, godliness, is all day. Not just all day Lord's Day, but all day, all the days. Every day, all day, all the day. Okay, so we must be clear. Godliness starts from us. Living Christ, expressing Christ every day, all the day. Okay, this is crucial. Then we can have a church life. If we just have a meeting, life, of three meetings a week, totaling about four and a half, five hours, that is nothing. Because they are 168 hours a week. Right? So this is crucial. We must pay attention to this godliness. It is not just coming to meetings. Meeting is good. Meeting is for exhibiting the Christ that we have experienced and enjoyed and express every day all day to come here so we can express okay I come to point number three um, exercise yourself unto godliness okay so this is a good word exercise Amen. exercise Amen. unto godliness are you godly not so godly okay exercise unto godliness Amen. Uh, you forgot, after you got to work, you forgot all day about being godly. Then on your way home, start exercising. Amen. Not saying that should be the only time, but it's, what can you do? You forgot already for eight hours. So now is the time to exercise unto godliness. So even on the way to the meeting, you might have said, Oh man, I forgot to touch the Lord all week well, come on the way coming to meeting exercise the spirit you have to repent for that but still you got to exercise the spirit don't say oh man I haven't been exercising my spirit all week maybe I should not go to meeting no no don't do that you should go to meeting repenting Amen. on the way yeah don't don't, don't shy back and then you say, oh man, I haven't been exercising my spirit. Maybe I should not sit in the front row. Should sit in the back row. So a lot of saints like to sit in the back row. Maybe they didn't exercise the spirit all week. So anyway, when you come, you have to exercise and sit in the front. Don't, don't worry about anything. Too late to worry. It's time to go. Amen. Exercise the spirit. So exercise yourself unto godliness. Okay. This is crucial. Underline your the term, exercise yourself, okay? Exercise. Yeah, actually, point E, I jump ahead. 
The word exercise implies forcing. You force yourself to be in spirit. You push yourself. Okay, you. If you have not exercised for 20 years, you know, I, I was exercising every day in high school, in university, and then I graduated. I stopped exercising for 20 years until I got diabetes. Then I realized, man, what, what have I done? So I had to push myself. The first time you exercise, you, you feel muscle pain, right? The next day. Okay, so what do you do? You exercise, you exercise, you exercise. So you eventually get healthier and healthier. If you don't exercise, you, get, you lose your health. A. Uh, the way to conduct ourselves in the church life is to exercise ourselves unto godliness. Okay, what is the church life? Exercise unto godly, godliness, right? That's the church life. How many of us, we, we came today, we, we, you know, you had a good food today. That was really good food. I went for a second. It was so good. Uh, but that is not the church life. That is uh, necessary for human life, but not the church life. The church life is not the good food. The church life is the exercising of ourselves unto godliness. So when you were eating, what were you doing? Hey, sister, you, what were you doing when you were eating? What, what did you do when you were eating in a table with a whole bunch of sisters? What, what did you talk about? Yeah, no, no, just now. Oh, you were at home. How about the next sister? What did you talk about when you were here? Ah, something else. Did you exercise yourself into godliness? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay, that's good. This is a problem, is that we, we come to the meeting hall, nice hall, really nice hall. And then, clean carpet too. <laughs> huh? Mostly. And then, and then, you come here, what do you do? You don't just eat and drink. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. Remember that? Yeah. Right? But it's a matter of exercising unto godliness. So we make sure, remember, at least when you walk into this hall, you have to exercise in the godliness. But for sure, it should be earlier. You start from uh, Monday morning. You exercise yourself unto godliness. First, to be with God, to pray privately. Then, in your daily living, exercise your, yourself in the godliness. Sing in a bathroom. Do you sing in a bathroom? A lot of people sing in the showers, right? But we, some of us don't sing in the shower. You can call on the Lord, it's okay. Calling is also exercising this unto godliness. So we, we need to have a lifestyle of exercising unto godliness. Okay, personally, with your family, and also in the church life. How about driving to work? You exercise your spirit? Hey, brother Samuel, 
you exercise your spirit unto godliness when you're driving or you're just driving in a hurry to try to get there? Huh? When you're alone, you, you what? Oh, that's good, that's good. Sometimes I, I notice some saints always in a hurry, driving real fast. I don't know if they are exercising unto godliness or exercising to get there fast. Okay, now, um, point B. Oh, where where, 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 where we did leave off? Huh? Where? Okay, point B. Amen. Because the mystery of God is with our spirit. Amen. Have you seen a prayer in the reading of the ministry? Oh Lord, I am nothing, I have nothing, and I can do nothing. Have you seen that prayer? I am nothing. That means I am nothing. That means I should not be anything. I should not live. I should not do anything. I am nothing. And I have nothing. And I can do nothing. But what, what do I have actually? I have a spirit. Amen. I am nothing but I have a spirit. Amen. Okay, so in the church life, we need to exercise our spirit. Okay. Uh, then C. Which comes out of God's dispensing of Himself into us. Amen. This depends upon our spirit being fully exercised. Amen. Depends on spirit fully exercised. Amen. Amen. The simplest way of exercising our spirit is to call in the name of the Lord, right? Just call, Oh Lord Jesus. Amen. Oh Lord Jesus. Amen. Sometimes I drive too fast, I say, Oh Lord Jesus. Then I slow down spontaneously because the Lord is in control now when I exercise my spirit. Okay. Um, so when you exercise the spirit, He dispenses Himself into us. That's the only way. If I don't exercise my spirit, dispensing. I just live in myself. I, I just live in myself who is nothing. So we are living in nothing. We get nothing. So we just get there on time, but then we are nothing. Get there without anything. Okay, D. Oh, habit. This is a big term. Habit. Um, there was a brother in a church in Mexico. He was a co-worker and the only leading brother, and the head, the chief deacon. So he's everything. So one day we were praying, and then he, will, he just stood up, broke the bread, and passed it to the saints. <laughs> I thought, man, what happened here? <laughs> and then, whenever we fellowship with the leading brothers, somebody will come up and say, and then he'll go out. And then for 10 minutes later, he came back, and then somebody else come in, and then he'll go out for 10 minutes. No fellowship. What happened? Okay. Then, uh, then we ask him, uh, brother, um, um, we think that you should have somebody coordinate with you as a team, you know, 
not just you taking the lead. Is anyone qualified to co co coordinate with you? He said, nobody's qualified. <laughs> That's amazing. So I said, uh, we said, um, how about, can you give us a nice list of unqualified brothers? <laughs> so he was forced to give us five names. Then we got the five names. So he said, how about this brother, Isaac? Do you think he can at least be a learner with you, learning? He said, yeah, it's okay. How about this other brother? How about this? Also, see, so he approved all five unqualified brothers to be learners with him. Okay, so now, so we have six brothers together. And then, then he kept on doing things his own way without fellowship. So he was frustrating all the other younger brothers. Then the younger brothers complained and said, oh, well, just this is his old habit. He's been alone too long, 20 years, all by himself. So it's just a bad habit. Then, a few years later, he died. And I was so happy. Not that he died, but I was so happy that there are four other brothers learning and serving with him. Can you imagine a church directed by one person and he died? What, a, what would happen to the whole church? So, praise the Lord for that. So, so he had a bad habit of doing things alone, serving alone. So he had continued that bad habit until he died. So, we need to have a new habit. Our bad habit is, whenever I need to buy a car, hmm, which one should I buy? Which one is a good car? Which one is a good car? Check on the, ah, this one is a good, 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 good. We do things, not by the spirit. We do things by the knowledge of good and evil. What school should I go to? What school should we send our children to? What area to, to live? Oh, according to the knowledge of good and evil. Not according to the spirit. Oh, let's, let's go, go and eat. Uh, where should we go? Where should we go? Are you Korean? No? You are, are you Chinese? So, where, where should we go? Chinatown. This is a habit. We don't pray, oh Lord, where should we go for lunch? And then we get there, we look at the menu. Ah, I like this, I like that. We don't pray, oh Lord, which one should I eat? Which one should I order? Right? We don't exercise our spirit. We live in ourselves. On everything. It's our habit. We were born and trained that way. We were born, you know, Psalm 51 says, we were conceived in sin. Okay, we are back of sin, coming out of the mother's womb, a back of sin. Conceived in sin. And then we were raised up in this corrupt world, using our corrupt mind. That is nothing. That should be thrown to the lake of fire. We use that to make decisions for 20 years. Then we got saved. Or for 30 years, then we got saved. Okay, after we got saved, we are still practicing 
the old habit of how to make decisions, just like that brother. One day, a neighborhood man died, and then he decided uh, should give the widow some help uh, of some money for the funeral. And then he just did it without fellowship with the, these four brothers. So these four brothers said, what happened? Uh, he said, well, this is emergency. Is that emergency? The person died already. If he is alive and about to die, that is emergency. If somebody fell into the pool, it's emergency. But the person died, funeral. Can he just call the brothers? Hey, brothers, let's fellowship. We, we should give this neighbor a help, which is a good heart, which is no problem. But the old habit is, I do it my way. I do it according to my understanding and my logic. Okay, don't blame him. We all do the same thing every day, all day. Then the wife would ask me, what would you like to have breakfast? Do I pray, oh Lord, what should I have for breakfast? I don't pray like that. We just say, uh, I want uh, uh, fried eggs. Uh, do you want the egg yolk uh, cooked or not cooked? I don't pray, oh Lord, should it be cooked or not cooked? I just say, I like it uh, runny. But you don't like it runny, so, so you say, I, I want it hot. Us, that's us. We don't exercise ourselves unto godliness. We live by our habits. So this is a big word. Build up the habit. Underline, circle, double underline, double circle, that word, habit. Build up the habit. So, one day, I, I was, uh, as I was about 27, 28, I remember I went to work. And um, when I was coming home, I re remember I did not pray all day. <laughs> That's what, that was my habit. I went to work. I used my mind a lot. I was a programmer, so I used my mind thinking. My mind was always working when I was driving, and I didn't pray. So that was my bad habit. Our bad habit is we don't exercise unto godliness and exercise our spirit. Okay, one. Okay, so the God's thing is depending on our exercising of the spirit. When we don't exercise our spirit, we have no dispensing. Okay, two. Cooperate with the Lord, God cannot dispense Himself into us. Wow, strongly. Exercise strongly. Sometimes we, oh Lord Jesus, oh Lord Jesus, not too strong. Sometimes I think we, sometimes when we pray in a meeting, we pray lazy prayers. Have you ever heard lazy prayers? People pray lazy prayers. Oh Lord, thank you so much that we have your blood to cleanse me. Pray lazily, without exercising the spirit. How about this? Lord, how we thank you that you shed your blood for us.
to come forward to you. What a difference, huh? Exercise the Spirit. Even the reading of the Word, even reading of these lines, exercise your spirit. Amen. So, so you don't just read uh, the godly life issue from God's dispensing depends upon the exercise of our spirit. You should read like this. A godly life issuing from God's dispensing depends upon the exercise of our spirit. Amen. Wow, wouldn't that be nicer? Okay, so, so I just demonstrated. Now it's your turn. E, huh? The word exercise implies forcing. Amen! Forcing! Amen. The word exercise implies forcing. As the word exercise implies forcing. Amen. Okay. One time I was translating for a brother and uh, I didn't like his testimony. So I was <laughs> I was a translator. So so I, I went lower and lower and lower and uh, then Brother Lee said, Exercise your spirit <laughs> So be careful when you read <laughs> and when you translate. You are translating over there. So, so exercise the spirit when you translate. Okay, one. One, two. Exercise is always a false matter. Amen. That's a nice term, a huh? false matter, a false matter. Underline that. See, earlier in point years implies forcing. This is a forced matter. That's a stronger, a strong, a false matter. Okay, two. Whenever we are in a hard place, we have to force ourselves to exercise our spirit. Amen. 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 Hard situation. Who has no hard situation this week? Can you raise your hand? Not one hard situation. No, nobody. So we all have hard situation. And what do you do when you have a hard situation? Well, mother, you, you should do that, but did you do that? We, when we have a hard situation, we feel bad, we complain, we, we ask God why, why this happened, we tell her why, tell her husband, blah, 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 all that stuff. No, exercise your spirit. What, what does that mean when you have a hard situation, exercise your spirit? Okay, what's the hard situation? What, what's your hard situation this week? Just one. Your son, okay. Let's say your son, okay, not, I'm not talking about him. Let's say your son uh, always uh, does not make his bed. Okay, you, you are not happy with that. So, so you exercise a bit. Oh, Lord Jesus, my son does not make his bed, but I love you. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> you say, well, what's the, what, what is that for? Loving the Lord and the son doesn't make the bed. What's the relationship? Well, the relationship is that I need to love the Lord. I don't make, pay attention so much in his making his bed. If he doesn't want to make his bed, he doesn't make his bed. He, can make the, he does not have to make his bed until he dies. What is it to you? You say, oh, I'm the father. I'm supposed to help my son to make his bed. Well, how about Adam? He took the tree of knowledge of good and evil and kill one, 10 billion people in one day. All of us got killed by him. 
What did the Lord do? He let him do it. He was reaching out. Don't stop, Adam. We like to do that. We have to turn to the Lord in all things. You, you, you sister cooking and burn your cake. My wife make cookies and burn the cookies. Then what do you do? You exercise your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for the burnt cookies. Then give it to your husband and he'll eat it all. Then the husband will say, Thank you, Lord, for the burnt cookies. I'm not kidding. I ate them all. I told her, Don't throw them away. Let me eat them. But actually, I, I don't know if I eat, ate them in the spirit or not. Oh, I just like them. Okay, so we need the new habit. Okay, point three. Christians want to be strong and grow in the Lord. We must force ourselves to use our spirit. Even when you are crying because your son is disobedient, force yourself to pray. Force yourself. Yeah. Okay, F, is it this side? Yeah. So you wonder what is exercising our spirit? It's to set our mind on the spirit. So one definition of exercising our spirit is to set our mind on the spirit. Don't set our mind on, on the pro problematic child. Set your mind on the spirit. Um, how your child will turn out is up to God. But how you will turn out is up to your exercising of your spirit. <laughs> if you don't exercise your spirit just worrying about your son, then you will be a bad son, a son without Christ. When the Lord comes in there, what happened to you? How come you don't look like me? <laughs> because we always don't exercise our spirit. We just live in ourselves. Okay, let's have a change habit, a new habit. Force ourselves to have a new habit. Okay. Um, where are we now? F1. Okay, go. When we set our mind on the spirit, we have the inner sense of life and peace, the sense of strength, satisfaction, rest, release, liveliness, watering, brightness, and comfort. So when you by your son's actions, Are you Are you lively? Are you watered? Are you bright? Do you feel bright? Are you comfort? Are you strengthened? No. See, that is a sign that we're not exercising our spirit. Is that we, when we get bothered by our son's actions. So when we exercise our spirit, we get free. We will be, you know, Sometimes children get bad grades, and then you get worried. Um, but if you exercise your spirit, you get free from the worrying of the bad grades, worrying of the future, and you're released and everything, then what happens? You become a godly father, godly mother. And then you will have the wisdom and the knowledge how to help your son to study. Maybe 
he didn't understand all the lessons last year. So now he comes to the next year. He couldn't understand anything again. Right? Or maybe the class is too slow. He learned everything so fast. And then he become naughty in the class, bother everybody. Yeah. So, so you have to have a wisdom to how to fix the problem. You just worry, 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 sick. And then you have no mind to figure out how to help the, the son. Right? So, <laughs> exercising the spirit is good. Okay, two. That's exactly what happened to us when we get so worried about our children's education. Then we, we, are, we feel death and weakness, emptiness, uneasiness, restlessness, depression. Many mothers get depressed because the sons come back with a very bad report card. Dryness, darkness, and pain. <laughs> so, what, what do you want? Your son's uh, education is not so good. What, what would you like? Exercise your spirit or live in yourself? Huh? No answer? Sure. Then you will be relieved. And then you will learn on how to help your sons, your children. Okay, three. Amen. Not by the standard of right and wrong, good grade or bad grade, but it is according to the inner sense of life. Okay, G. Turn our spirit from our soul. Okay, this is a interesting point. It is from Hebrews 4.12. The Word of God is living and operative, right? Able to put asunder, cut asunder, separate the soul from the spirit. Okay. Um, let's see what it means. One. Okay. Now. This is not easy. It takes experience. Let's say you want to cut up a fish um, to take the fillet for, for food, for dinner. You need a knife, very sharp knife. And then you know where to, you need to how to cut. You know, even like cutting chicken. You want to cut chicken into different pieces, you have to know where to cut, where's the joint. If you just cut on the wrong place, and it's very hard. You cut on a bone. Okay, so cutting, separating the soul from the spirit needs a lot of discernment. Okay, it's not easy. Sometimes you may make a wrong discernment. 
One time, Brother Dave Higgins, if you know who he is, you know who he is, right? Dave Higgins, one of the uh, original uh, trainer of FTTA. And he told us, after one graduation, five brothers came to him and asked for the same sister. Well, we know for sure four are wrong, right? Yeah, for, sure. for sure. For sure. But maybe all five. I was not so sure if all five or four. But anyway, we know for sure four are wrong. But I believe all these five have prayed. Right? How could somebody have prayed and got that error message? What happened? So the only reason I can give is that they never separated the soul from the spirit. So the soul, five souls, love that girl, that sister. So when they pray, they all pray, oh Lord, oh Lord, should that sister be my wife, oh Lord. They're already leaning, leaning that direction. <laughs> Maybe that sister has a body look like uh, Mar Marilyn Monroe, and then a spirit look like uh, Amy, no, uh, no, 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 Madame Guillaume. That was what Brother Ron said. Maybe it's a sister like that. But actually, God does not make sisters like that. Man, Marilyn Monroe would not have a spirit like uh, Mammy Baba or something like that. So, okay. She's attractive to all these five, and their soul went toward her, not exercising the spirit properly. So, be careful. Many times, people say, I want to migrate here, I want to migrate there. It's not they want to migrate here or there, or the, not the Lord send them to migrate here or there, but because they know of a person over there that they think they can trust. When they move there, they can help him. Oh, I tell you, many of our decisions are made falsely because our, we are not clear of the leading of the Spirit. Okay, then two. Where are we? Are you finished? Okay. Um, Third row, here, this brother. Oh, G2, right? G2, yes. All the time we need to keep our spirits generated from our soul. Amen. All the time. That means you have new exercise your spirit all the time, then your spirit and your soul will be separated. But if you don't exercise all the time, you always exercise your mind and your choosing your preferences, then it's all stuck together. So you cannot now know what is the most leading. Okay, point three. Mix our spirit with our soul. Four. Four? Yeah, four. Whatever we are, whatever we have, and whatever we have, <coughs> But be in the spirit. Amen. Everything that goes into us in our spirit. Amen. That's good. So this is a ah, very, very important matter. You know, especially for the church life. 
In the church life, there are some older saints, like me, older saints. Like him over there, older saints. And uh, there's a Chinese culture, they respect the older people. When I first got into Mexico, the brothers always asked me to sit in the front, front seat. I said, what, what, how come they always let me sit in the front seat? After a while, I realized I was the oldest brother. <laughs> so they all put me in the front seat. So there's a respect. But that cannot continue in the church life. That's a Chinese culture. In the church life, we only exercise our spirit. We only live according to the spirit. So some, even because the person is older, everyone listens to him. No, we should listen to the spirit. Amen. No doubt we should respect the older brothers and sisters. That is okay. As, as according to the Bible, the Bible says that too. Right? But, but we cannot just respect the older saints because they are older. They have been here longer. We have to respect the spirit. Amen. Is that okay Amen. for the church? Yes. The mystery of godliness in the church is godliness. Okay. Um, I, I can say that because I'm older. So you don't have to respect me that way. Okay. If I am younger, then it's hard for me to say that. And it's hard for you to say that. But it's easy for me to say it. Okay. H. <clears throat> Who's next? Uh, this, yeah, third world sister. Amen. Okay, one. Amen. That's right. Our spirit is indwelled by the Holy Spirit. Okay, two. Amen. Okay, fan into flame. That is really the exercise of the spirit. If you don't, if you are cooled down, uh, then you force yourself. You know, they, um, in old days, they, uh, they, they have this stove, or, right, by the coal, and then you have to blow the, the wind into it to make it hot, to, in order to melt, uh, soften the, the, uh, pieces of steel or iron for them to beat, beat it into shape, right? So there's the guy that is the blacksmith, so he is the one that does that, but then he has an assistant. <laughs> Keep on pushing and pulling to blow, blow the, the wind. You know, today, today we just turn on the, uh, the blower, you know, electricity, electricity will, will do the work. But in the old days, you have to do that. So that is really an exercise. <laughs> so, so when you are cool down, you are lukewarm, the way to make it yourself hot again is to fan into flame. Amen. That's what it means, fan into flame. You are cooled down, so you have to fan it into flame. 
Okay. Um, that is by exercising the spirit. Okay, three. Okay. Amen. So you have the will, the emotion, and the mind. Okay, E, let's read together. I, I. To exercise the Okay, so saints, let's apply a little bit. We still have half an hour, right? Okay. Huh? 9.15. Okay. 15 minutes. Okay, let's apply a little bit. Um, you come in the church life. Um, some people bring, you have a love feast. Some people think bring any. Uh, is, does that happen? Some people don't bring any food to the office. Okay. What do you do with that? What do you think? What are you thinking? How come this family never bring any food? They just come and eat. And they even come late to the meeting. They come late to the meeting. And then come, and then they only come the week when there's La Feast. What do you say? <laughs> yeah, okay, you understand my point. Don't say anything. <laughs> Just love the saints. Amen. Some some saints come to a small group. They fall asleep. What do you do? Give them a pillow. They, they let them sleep better. Now he must be tired, right? That's why he works so hard. You work easily, you know, you, you just work a few hours a day and then you come. He has to work 16 hours a day, so by the time he comes, he's so tired. Maybe not, but anyway, I'm saying, just saying. Love all the saints by the exercising of the Spirit. Amen. If some saints like, your, like to eat the love feast, let them come and eat. One, even Brother Lee said one time, he said, some elders complain that some brothers come and borrow money from the saints and never pay back. Have you, do you, have, have you seen brothers like that? No? None, none of you have seen that? You have seen that? Maybe we see that a lot in Mexico. <laughs> But not, not only in Mexico, I have, I've heard in Shanghai, a brother keep borrowing money, don't pay back, and then the brothers get upset with him. And brother, he said, it's just uh, some money. You lose some money, don't worry about it. Don't want to lose a brother. So exercise our spirit to love our brothers who don't pay off loans. Who just eat the love feast, eat a lot too. Didn't bring any food and eat a lot. Father, father, he didn't have any food at home. So he every time he comes, he, he eats a lot. So how about if the elder said, make a decision on something that you don't like? Hmm. 
<laughs> one time, one time, uh, Brother Lee led us to pray read a verse from Ephesians 2.13, uh, Philippians 2.13. Um, do all things without murmuring and reasoning. Do all things without murmuring and reasoning. So he was pre-reading that verse in a meeting. So after pre-reading, it got into me. Do all things without murmuring and reasoning. Then I, after that, uh, elders um, uh, made a, a decision and that and announced it. And I thought that was a, not not a not a wise decision. So I was thinking about that. Then that verse came up: Do more things without murmuring and reasoning. I said, but they're wrong. They should not have done that. But that's murmuring. Okay, so, so I have to exercise my spirit to forget about that. Do you have a problem like that? Don't like what the decision of the elders made? Or the, what the decision that the elders made? Do you have that problem? How about other saints? In the meetings, they do something, say something that you don't like. So, in every way, exercise our spirit for the church life. Amen. Don't remember faults. People do make mistakes. Don't remember them. You have to have a memory like God. You know, sometimes, let's say, Juan Pablo offends me, and I'm upset with him. I'm waiting for him to repent. <laughs> he has to repent. Well, God is waiting for his repentance, but I should love my brother by exercising my spirit until, until he repents. Don't hate him until he repents, but love him until he repents. Oh, in the church life, many tests. You know, this brother, Paul, always say, don't bring your drink. You know, I forgot this. <laughs> it, it was originally uh, clear water that was allowed then he gave me a bottle of something purp uh, uh, purple then I uh, I didn't finish I, I didn't want to throw it away so I put it in there and when I came in he said man I got a red bottle of water this is terrible <laughs> so I violated the law sorry <laughs> so when he always makes this announcement, don't bring the coffee in, don't bring all that. <laughs> Exercise your spirit. <laughs> don't, don't, uh, don't despise the announcement. That's not my announcement. I know, this is the point. This is the leadership's, the eldership's announcement. Not Paul, but somehow they, they wouldn't dare to say it or they let him say it or something. <laughs> Is that right, Daniel? That's Chinese culture. Exercise your spirit. <laughs> so, anyway, all sorts of opportunity for us to criticize, to despise, to con consider, to murmur. All the time, exercise the spirit. Amen. Okay, amen. Hallelujah. Uh, let's have some sharing. Whoever has something to say.
exercise your spirit. So then you can share something. And then at the end, 